Hey friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Wren, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. Each Friday, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream that she's pursuing, or a passion to share with you. The sponsor for today's episode is the Story and Soul Weekend. Once upon a time, there were three tired moms of toddlers sitting around and dreaming up the perfect weekend. Time to chat with friends over coffee and delicious food, space for rest, and solid Bible teaching. Those friends decided to make that dream a reality. Story and Soul Weekend is a Memphis-area weekend retreat for and by women designed to prioritize scripture, stillness, and sisterhood. This year's retreat is scheduled for December 7th through 9th, and we'd love for you to join us. Individuals, small groups, mothers and daughters, and friends who attend Story and Soul will come away refreshed by the solid scriptural focus, the slow, restful itinerary, and the space to connect with God and one another. We also love to partner with women's ministries by helping provide their women with a meaningful, quality, vision-rich retreat without overextending their leaders. Want to know more? Visit them online at storyandsoulweekend.com or on Instagram at storyandsoulweekend. And y'all, I want to tell you that anytime I have a sponsor on the podcast, it means that I fully endorse them. So I hope to see you at Story and Soul Weekend. This is episode 60, and my guest is Catherine Nafee. Catherine is a wife, a mom to two, encourager, prayer warrior, and is super passionate about studying and teaching the Bible chronologically. We talk about how God called Catherine out of her comfort zone, teaching and walking through the chronological Bible with others around her, and it has transformed the way she lives her life. I really love this episode so much with Catherine. She is so encouraging. She has so much wisdom, and she always points the conversation back to Jesus. So here is my conversation with Catherine. Well, hey, Catherine, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Super excited. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited to see you. Um, I remember you when I was a teacher at the school, yes. and your kids were in elementary school and see you. And then um, I uh, heard you the other day, I guess it was about a month ago, at the PTF meeting yes. at school, and you talked about community, and um, you are just a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. I talked to my friend Amy about you <laughs> and how she uh, loves you so much and, and all that the things that you're involved with, with your church mm-hmm. and at school and your kids and your mm-hmm. family. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I appreciate you having me and I appreciate you doing this podcast. I just think it's such a neat ministry and um, just I pray for blessings over it. So thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you, about your family and kind of what you do on a daily basis. Okay. Well, I, I'll start way back. I'm the eighth of eight girls and a boy at the end. Is that wild? I didn't or what? Know like, that. what is statistically what, what, you know, comes with that? That's but, awesome. Um, but I just, I grew, so I grew up in a, a family of women and love my sisters. Um, we all have great relationships and, um, just it was a great shaping. My parents just gave us a beautiful, you know, tilled up soil of, of growing up. They planted good seeds and always pointed us to the Lord, um, even when I didn't understand it back then. Mm. And so I'm very grateful for that. I have a younger brother, too. I, I, oh. I, I don't want to ever forget about him oh. and his wife. But um, I uh, was born in southern Louisiana. We, I went to LSU, moved to Houston out of college to take a job. Met my husband there. Okay. And my husband's from this area. So we met and married. I moved to Memphis. Been here for 24 years. Been married to my husband for 24 years. Okay. Uh, we have two beautiful children, 18 and 17, Jean-Claire and Joseph, that are adopted. And we'll talk, I know, a little bit about that. But just, um, and just the Lord all throughout that time period constantly wooed me and pursued me to Him. And He continues to do that. I'm so grateful. So I sit here just by His grace and and know that he loves me, you know, mm. that, that to me kind of anchors me every day, you know? Well, you exude Jesus wherever uh-huh. you go and, and the desire for others to see him mm-hmm. and not just, and like we were talking just a minute ago about, it's not just relationships with each other, which those are very important, yes. but it's your relationship with Jesus yes, and the daily walk with him. And, yes. um, I know you're really involved with, um, some of teaching, um, mm-hmm chronological Bible yes. and um, 
we're going to kind of get in that. We'll go ahead. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's get <laughs> Let's into it. it. Let's do it. Um, so tell me how to, and we're going to go back for all the okay. other things, but tell me how you got involved in teaching and um, learning the Bible chronologically. And tell somebody, if somebody doesn't know, tell them what that really means. Okay. That sounds good. Well, let me, let me tell you, first of all, what it means is um, I always tell the story of how important it is to read chronologically. For me, um, it's a story. It's one story that shows the consistency of God's nature all throughout and that He is always reaching out His hand in redemption in our lives, mm-hmm. pulling us back into Him. And when we see it as a story, we see how it unfolds and how um, anything that you place on that timeline has meaning because of where they were in their lives. And we go through seasons of our lives. We go through seasons where we are steeped in sin and then we have go through seasons where we are humble before the Lord and so you can always see your life on that timeline and plug in to the nature of God and how he relates to man so um, it tells a story so that's a very important to know it chronologically um, but the way I got involved in it was um, many years ago probably 11 plus years ago a friend of mine who we were prayer partners and sort of accountability partners and I had been praying for the Lord to start prune away the things of my life that I was so busy and bogged down with. Mm. And so that was a, a, a recurring prayer request. And so a friend of mine, this friend of mine called me and she said, Hey, I'd love for you to study this Bible study. It's chronological Bible discipleship with me. It's 52 weeks long. And I said, girlfriend, you are not listening <laughs> to my prayer request. I can't add a 52 week anything mm. to my life. And she said, just come with me the first time see if it if it might be something that would prick your heart mm-hmm. pray about it I'll be praying for you because I really want to study God's word with you mm-hmm. and so it was just a beautiful invitation I thought well, I'm gonna come and I realized in that moment that God was clearing away all those other things for this mm-hmm. like it was the most important thing that I needed to have in my life was an understanding of who God was in the Bible and a a desire and a discipline to be in there. And when I say discipline, I, people hate the word discipline sometimes, mm. but really and truly it's, it's being a disciple. It, it mm. does. It is a discipline and we do have to commit, but not with legalism, with, with desire. And so, um, I never turned back. I've, I've been doing it ever since. And it, it changed the trajectory of the way that I live. Mm. Like, Lord, I want this day to count for you in your kingdom. I want this moment to count for you in your kingdom. And so it just, and it continues to change my way of thinking because we, I need it. The more I'm in it, the more I realize I need it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been beautiful. And I've been able to be with tons and tons of women who I see the power of God's word in their life, just like it was powerful in my life Mm -hmm. to turn away from things that are not serving God and not serving us well and to turn towards him where there is great joy and abundance of life in him despite our circumstances. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we, we, we learn as we go, but God never leaves us without instruction. He's given us his word. So um, I just love it because it just makes me realize how powerful God is. Mm, yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you grew up with parents and in the church of knowing God's yes. word, but there's something different mm-hmm. when you go through the word chronologically, mm-hmm. like you said, and read it as a story of God's love letter to you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's such a difference, isn't it? It really is because... Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I use the the, um, the the vision of if you took index cards and you wrote one English word on each one of those index cards, if I held up one index card at a time of that English word and said, do you know the meaning of love? Do you know the meaning of father? Do you know the meaning of, you know, garden? You would say, yes, I do. And then I'd throw all those, those um, index cards out and I'd say, well, tell me what the meaning of all those words together are. And you'd be like, well, I need to know the order of those things to be able to tell the meaning of the sentence. And so that's kind of what we do. We, we sometimes, and while that's valuable to study books of the Bible, when you really know the entire story, you realize where they were in that journey and how God was, was coming to them. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important because it's almost like I've heard it said, it's like a clothesline. When you know the whole story of the Bible, it's a clothesline. So anything that you hang on there, a Bible verse, you understand 
they were in captivity and God was still speaking of him of redeeming them. Mm. Well, that's a picture of hope in the midst mm. of a chaotic situation, a hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's so important because it gives relevance to the entire story. So. And I love the, about the relevance of things today, yes. of God's Word in our lives as women. Yes. And uh, as women that are, you know, we are busy. We yes. have families. We have children. Yes. We have um, um, husbands that we need to take care of yes. and family and in-laws and all of that. Yes. But of how the relevance of God's Word is in our daily lives and can be in, yes. the, in, the, in our daily lives. It's so attainable. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So refreshing. So what have you seen differences in your, the people that you have led and, and maybe like more of a practical, how have you seen it in your life as a day to day and in their life? How have you seen the difference? Well, I think sometimes we think that we need to come to God and, and other Christians looking real pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that is a, it's just so burdensome to do that. And that's not to say, as I always say to people, you don't have to post it on a billboard. <laughs> I know. But but there is a place to take our messiness. And God gives us His Word, and He gives us the fellowship of the body of believers to be able to share our messiness in a way that doesn't say, oh, girl, you just rest right there, you know. Mm-hmm. But to say, look, I see where you are. But let's walk out of that. And we're going to use God's Word to walk out of that. And we're going to hold each other accountable. And here's the great thing. While I feel like the Lord just like uses me just as a vessel, because that's all I am, a vessel to pour His Word into women's lives, what happens for me is they pour it back to me in my weak and messy moments, too. Mm. And I thank, I thank the Lord for that, because what it does is it reminds me that His Word does not return void. It is. It accomplishes the purpose for when she sent it, and it and it. I get the blessing back of someone reminding me of what God told them through me. Now they're telling it back to me to remind me mm-hmm. of that because we we forget. Oh, absolutely. Right? We forget. And in the Bible, it says to remember. Yes, I to love remember. That. Yes. So, and that's so neat when you're saying that they're pouring back in yes. you. It's the same thing when I'm interviewing somebody yes. for the podcast, and how much I learn yes. through them, and then hear it again after I've heard it once. Yes. I've edited, it, so I've heard it twice, yes. and then the third time I do listen after. And that's so I used to fun. not, and now I do. Yes. Um, and I get it. I get it a third time. It's like okay, I'm learning. I'm yes. listening. You know, and that's the way I get it too so I get that that. I get that and it's so it's a blessing it is it's a blessing um and you know something I was just thinking about Uh when you came to the PTF meeting and shared with us about community how you talked about um I wrote it down because I was reading about it the other day about Miriam and how she had leprosy after she just she and Aaron disobeyed when they were talking Mm -hmm. about Moses and they're like well he doesn't need to leave what about us or look what we did or whatever Uh and how she got leprosy but the beautiful thing that you said when we're talking about community is that the people, the Israelites, yes, she had to go out of yes. the, the area they were mm-hmm. in um, for, I think, seven days yes. where she had leprosy. Mm-hmm. But then they waited for yes. her to be brought back in. Yes. And I love that. Talk to that just a little bit. Well, I think um, sometimes I think, and I say this out of experience because I wrestle with it myself, so I'm just going to go ahead and confess that, you know, is that I think sometimes in community, because we feel like we want someone else's place, we think it's more valued, we think it may be more in the spotlight or whatnot, we kind of feel like it's a blow to maybe our identity sometimes. I think Miriam... While she she forgot that when they had come through the Red Sea, the the Red Sea parted, God parted, and they had come through, that she, it says right after that, she led the women in great song and dance. Mm. She was a leader, Mm -hmm. but she was wanting something more. She wasn't content. Sometimes we're not content. And so I think it's so important for us to be for one another. I remind people often, I love you and I'm for you. Mm. Like, And part of that is for me to grow into, I want you to be the absolute best that God has for you. Even mm. if it means I am not in, you know, I'm not a part of that. Like I'm the buoy. Sometimes we have to be the buoy for one another. Mm. And so I just, it's a growing for me to say, look, I am wanting you to 
if I have to buoy you up and whatever it is, I want to be that person. And, and you'll do that for me, you know, but we're just buoying each other up. And that means that sometimes we, we wait on them and we pray for them when they're struggling through Mm -hmm. their identity and where they want to be versus where God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. So we wait on each other. Mm-hmm. It says, um, I love the the name for, one of the names for the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, the one who comes alongside. So if you come alongside of someone, it means you, you take you up, you leave your position, and you go to that place, even though it's way back there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you say, I see where you are. But there's a better place up here. Let's walk you to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we need to do for each other. We wait on each other. We say, hey, we're not moving. Because I could keep on moving and mm-hmm. go, come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. But we we leave our position. We wait for them mm-hmm. so that we can walk together as a community. Because she was a very valuable player mm-hmm. in leading women. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how Scripture says. I mean, Scripture doesn't speak to it specifically. Mm-hmm. But the fact that God asked him to wait. Wanted it was like, hey, you're valuable. Mm. You're valuable to this community, so we're not going to leave you behind. Mm. No man left behind, and that's that's what we need to have that vision, even of walking towards eternity. Like no man left behind. Mm. Like keep reaching out to them. Yeah. So I love that. I love that, and that is what you're doing with the chronological Bible. But that's what we can do. You know, I can do with the podcast and absolutely and and daily walking with your friends or acquaintances or those friends, best friends that you have for years or friends that you just met. You know, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Scripture is just so amazing to Mm. to enlighten our eyes to see the things that God wants us to see. And I always say it's it's like um, a diamond in the middle. With a multifaceted diamond, no matter like how much you walk around it, there's a new view of it. You mm. know, it becomes the light catches it in a different angle, depending upon where you are in life. And so it never grows old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's timeless. It's timeless. Okay, I want to also say one thing about that, um, one more thing that I gleaned from your PTF talk. It was so good. I was just like jotting down notes as fast as I could. I couldn't I couldn't stop. I probably was speaking it really was fast. So you were, that's okay. It was great. Um, I know. I, a couple of it, I had it blanked, and I was like, okay. And then I messaged you. I was like, okay, what was that book that you yeah, told me about? Yeah. And it was a book about taming your tongue. And I'll put it in the show notes um, after this because I found it. The author was talking about, I mean, it's talking about tame, 30 days to taming your tongue and it has 30 days of little quick like two or three pages uh to read about um different types of tongue Uh like the lying tongue Uh or uh the jealous tongue that kind of thing and uh the quote that you mentioned Mm -hmm. was jealousy makes you believe the lie that god does not have a place for you in his kingdom and how as women we tend to struggle with that like you Mm -hmm. said lack of of contentment mm-hmm. um, and the jealousy yes. and how we're we're like wait you know how they waited for Miriam yes. and how we should do that in our own life for yes. women that are around us that are struggling yes. and that we don't need to look at them and where they are in their life or their walk with Christ or their um, mission or their um, uh, ministry yeah. and and be jealous of that yes. because God wants us to do what we have been called to yes. do and I love that that was what that quote said is that it's a lie to think that mm-hmm. it's not that we can't walk and do this for God's kingdom yes. if we're trying to get somebody it's trying to take the place of someone else it's so true it is well I sometimes think about that whole unique like the a puzzle. And think about, let's just say, a thousand-piece puzzle. Mm -hmm. Like, every puzzle piece has its place. And Mm. if I'm trying to fit a puzzle piece in a place that it doesn't belong, Mm. it won't complete. Oh, that's so good. So you, you, sometimes we do that by wanting Mm. someone else's position. We're saying, Hey, we're saying, first of all, Lord, like you don't know me, Uh uh (laughs) you know, I, I, I would be better here. And he's Mm. saying, well, you, and it may be that he wants you there, but Mm -hmm. the timing's not right either. Mm, That's good. And so we've got to be very much yoked to him for his Mm. direction. Mm -hmm. But, um, I love that he created each one of us so uniquely Mm. that we have to let him place us. And in letting him place us, we, we are surrendering. We're surrendering to the place. We're surrendering to the time. We're surrendering to 
the people that surround us, we're surrendering everything to him to say, you know me, you made me uniquely, you know where I fit. And in that, we are uniquely fulfilled. I believe Mm. when we are uniquely placed, we are uniquely fulfilled by him. And um, I think sometimes that for me, this was a big trajectory change also, was as believers, we are given spiritual gifts. And I was running around doing what everybody else was doing because it was the thing to do. Mm. First is saying, Lord, how did you make me and what gifts have you given me? Can you can you tell me who I am in you? And so I really began this journey of asking the Lord about the spiritual gifts that he had given me. And one of them I felt very comfortable with. I felt comfortable that I had the gift of encouragement. And again, mm. it was a gift. It's nothing of me, mm. but the gift of encouragement. But it what it did was to show me like the gen, like genuine, I have to be genuinely encouraging. I have to be moved by the Spirit to encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be intentional about it. I have to be mindful of the gift that He gave me so that I would use it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was one I felt more comfortable in. Right. There was another one I totally did not feel comfortable in. And in fact, I remember going to a lady who wrote one of the books that I was studying. And I said, I don't feel comfortable that this is a gift of mine, mm. but it's coming up. And I'm even asking some of my friends, I'm praying about it and it continually comes up and I'm scared. And so I, I don't want to forsake a gift that he's given me, but at the same time, I don't want to run with it if I don't feel comfortable. And she said, mm-hmm. well, here's the thing. I believe that sometimes, you know, this is just her advice to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God gives us a gift that we do feel comfortable with and it kind of anchors us. But then he He stretches us. And that other one, what, and she said, it may just be that you start with your children. Because I had young children mm-hmm. then. You just start mm-hmm. with your children and, and you you teach. It was teaching. And that was what it was. It was teaching. Yeah, I was, was going to say, what was it? Teaching. It was wow. teaching. And, 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 and it was so interesting because I, and I even remember telling her, you know, I can see me as I love to learn. I'm a good student, mm. but I'm not a good teacher. Like I thought having to get up in front of people and all that, which scared me. Yeah. She's like, start with your kids. Like mm. just let God grow it there. And every time I've had to go outside of my comfort zone to teach, like I, I've, it real it makes me realize you've given this to me and I've embraced mm. it and I've loved it. I'm so thankful because you've right. blessed me in so many ways and you've given me this sense of fulfillment because mm. what does a spiritual gift do? Well, first, it points back to the giver of that gift. Mm-hmm. It encourages the body and it fulfills us to keep going. Like to go, your Lord, you're in this and look at how it's encouraging the body mm. and everyone yeah. works together that way. Yeah. So it's, I'm very grateful that he would, it's such a journey. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, definitely. But anyway, so well, I know like I love that. And how you are using your gifts so well, you know, well, you are. I, I mean, I you got in front of the PTF. Yeah. You know, meeting and did that. And yeah. what, would you have done that 11 years ago? No. You would I not would have des- not desired to, but no. God was like, this is your gift. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to start. I'll, I'll handle it for yeah. you. Yeah. Just be up there as the flesh and mm. I will handle it for you. And mm. when I say flesh, I mean just the facade. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not our yeah, fleshly yeah, flesh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're using your gifts very well. Well, I, I mean, appreciate that encouragement. Just that little teaching, the, what, 15 minute that we yeah. got the other day and then the encouragement that you are to others and yeah. that you're such a prayer warrior. I remember Remember, we were starting to pray um, on Thursdays. Um, I was involved a little bit last year and a little bit this year. Um, But how you came out, you had kids that were in high school, and you came back to pray with us to kind of get us ready and and kind of buoy us up, like you were saying, you know. And so um, I just appreciate that about you and those gifts that you're using for the kingdom. And you are thriving, and people are seeing that in your life. Mm. And like you said, it's Mm. encouraging them to go on, to be moving on, to to use their gifts yes. to what God wants them to do. It, you know, I think that is, again, it's that encouragement saying, mm-hmm. I, in fact, I have a friend right now who has was in the place that I was in 11 years ago because I took this class and the whole idea of the class of chronological Bible was to then disciple the next one. Uh-huh. And so, and I was saying, no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. And he's like, no, you can't, but I can. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine is in that position right now. And she said, Oh, that I would have missed out on the joy of this. Mm. I just, I thought, Lord, you're so good. Wow. You know? 
Mm. Well, one more uh, word picture that you described that day during the meeting was how when we are focused on Jesus and focused on growing on Him and reading His Word and committing to reading His Word and and to growing in Him through prayer, and uh, you said that we, a byproduct of that is that we get closer to the women Mm. or the people around us, Mm. and that it's kind of like... Uh, a circle that we we are all focused on Jesus, but then we start getting snug and tight. Yeah. I remember you saying <laughs> yeah. snug and tight. I put this on my Instagram uh, uh, post a couple weeks back, but snug and tight with each other, and that's the way that it's supposed to be. It and is. I loved that word picture. Yes, I loved it. Well, um, and I think about also, um, you know, how great it is for brothers to be together in unity. Christ mm. says that. God says that. You yeah. know, and so. Um, the Lord had given me that picture, you know, as I was wrestling through why, what was the motivation of people coming to Bible study? Like, and I had to make sure that the motive was him. Like they were coming for him and not for each other. Mm. Now, um, so I had to wrestle through that. Like, Lord, how do I explain to them, like, this is great for us to have this fellowship, but it's not the first thing. And so he gave me that picture of putting, and oftentimes when I do it, I put the God's word in the middle and I say, everybody stand up in arms spread. And there's some, some, you know, some uh, space between us. Now take one step into the word, take one step into the word, take one step into the word. And as we come towards the word, that circle is like you said, snug and tight, you know, Mm -hmm. and we realize the byproduct is unification. But if we try to, unify with people if we're in that circle and I go okay now everyone gets to go to the person that they want to visit mm-hmm. with the most mm-hmm. it's going to be chaos it's mm-hmm. all over the place one person's going over here well somebody's coming to see me but I left and yeah. it's like chaos yeah but with him it's unity and I think about a quote that um A.W. Tozer he's one of my favorite authors he's an old mm-hmm. author mm-hmm. but he talks about how if when when instruments are tuned if they try to tune to each other, they're out of sync. Mm. But if God is the tuning fork and we're all tuned to that tuning fork, mm. our our harmony is in sync. Mm. And isn't that beautiful? How beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And it's exactly what you yeah. were telling us about that. So day. amazing. Love that picture. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. Um, back 24 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you marry your husband. Uh-huh. Y'all moved to Memphis. Yes. And tell me a little bit about your journey from then on out. Okay. Well, um, you know, I my struggle in life always was perfectionism, mm. which, um, you know, some people in the world give great value to that. But in God's mm. economy, it's like it's wanting to be it's your hard. own person, your yeah. own God. And yeah. It's just not a good thing. But mm. God, he thankfully, he didn't just strike me overnight because <laughs> I'd have singed. But he took me on this journey, <laughs> this very sweet and gentle journey, mm. hard journey. Mm. But, um, you know, so all along, life just happened the way I organized it, yeah. you know, and and um, when I got married to my husband, uh, it again perfect. You know, you know the Lord was good. And when I say perfect, perfect in His eyes, He meant right. for us to be together. Yeah. And so we moved to Memphis, and the struggle began from the standpoint of I was struggling with friends, like a new community. I knew no one, and it was a community that a lot of people knew each other. So mm. I struggled with that. But then I thought, okay, two, I've got, okay, we're going to be married for two years. Then Mm -hmm. we'll start to have a family and then we'll have three kids and there'll be two years spaced out Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And the Lord had different plans. He Mm. was really after my heart and we struggled with infertility and we struggled for about four and a half years. Mm. But in that journey, God really broke me down in a way that I came to know him personally. Mm. I had I knew who Jesus was mm. all my life. Mm. The Lord, the, you know, he was he was wooing me, mm. but I was so stubborn in knowing. And I think sometimes that's a when people think they know the Lord personally because mm. they do all the things that mm. they should be doing, versus really knowing Him personally. And that's where I was. So mm. as I was struggling through this infertility, I was saying, Lord, I do this, this, and this, mm. and be like, that's. Really not what I'm after. Mm. I'm after your heart. And so in that struggle, I'm so grateful. I just came to know him personally. And I grew in a way that he prepared me before my kids ever came. Mm. 
that he would give me this foundation of his love, the very thing that went against my perfectionism. Mm. Because in my perfectionism, I thought I had to do to be loved. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that at mm. all. It was just, I grace. love you just because, yeah. yes, it's grace. Mm. I love you just because, mm-hmm. you know. And so even as I raised my children, I had to verbally say these things to them. I'd say, you know, I'd say, I'm really, it I'd pick one thing I, when they were little. I'm really proud of you for the way that you did such and such. But is that why I love you? Mm. Why do I love you? And they would say, just because, just because I'm me. Like I had to grow that into them because I struggled with it in mm. my life. And I, and in doing That's that, good. I was still growing myself. Yeah, oh, sure. And still till, till Jesus comes back, I will, I will struggle mm. with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so the Lord was good to me in the struggle of, mm. of, of kids, but my husband, oh, my husband was so precious to me. Like he, I remember at one point in time struggling with him to say maybe, and this is the the lowest of low, mm. maybe you should have just married someone else because mm. it was my, I felt like it was my fault as yeah. a professor, it's my yeah. fault. And he's saying, no, no, no. I would have married you 10 times over just mm. because I love you. So he affirmed the love mm. like he was Christ to me. He affirmed yes. his love for me just yes. because, not because of what I could do for him, yeah. but for who I was. I mm. just, you know, so it was, That's precious. it was precious because he used my husband to be able to show me his love. Mm. So um, mm. anyway, so after that struggle, we, you know, and many IVFs, you know, we went mm. through three of them. And our, wow. We, we, it's very hard. It was very hard for me. Mm. It was a struggle. But um, in the third one, I was just doing to like a piece, you know, really mm. the last little inkling that we thought we could have. But yeah. the Lord said, um, he then he put us on a trajectory of adoption. And I thought, okay, well, we're on the same page about adoption. But then we went on. On different, so it was constantly my husband and I working through mm-hmm. how do we get through mm-hmm. this, and in that time, the Lord allowed us to learn to pray together. That mm-hmm. was a very intimate thing for mm-hmm. us, you know, is mm-hmm. to learn to pray together. Yeah. And I'm grateful that He used that time period. We were desperate, you mm-hmm. know, and He showed us that need that we had to be able to pray together as a couple. Mm-hmm. So He's growing us together yeah. with a strong foundation. And um, then he led us all the way to Beirut, Lebanon. My husband is of Lebanese descent, mm-hmm. and the Lord just opened up doors for us to be there. And mm-hmm. we went in, uh, in 2000 uh, to adopt our daughter, and we, we were able to adopt her at two and a half months old, which is very, wow. very unheard of yeah. in an international adoption. But yeah. he just paved the way, and we brought our sweet little Jean-Claire home. And mm-hmm. she she loves to talk about when she was little. You know, we were mm-hmm. even talking about that last night. and. Um, it's just sweet to see that. And then our Joseph, we, we, again, I was still planning two uh, year, in two uh, years, I went two, two years, years, you know, yes. but, um, I had called, it was not even, they're not even a year apart. They're actually 11 and a half months apart, Wow. but I was trying to do some, just, a, um, paperwork in the court system in finalizing all the adoption for Jean-Claire. And mm-hmm. I had said to the lady who helped us do this adoption, maybe in another year, you yeah. know, we'll start, we'll think about having another one. That's mm-hmm. my two years. You uh-huh. know, she said, yeah. well, interesting that you say that we have a little boy in mm-hmm. Lebanon and he's actually being cared for by the same caretaker as Jean-Claire. <gasps> wow. Would you be interested in adopting him? Mm. And I was like, whew. And I remember thinking, and my husband was eager. Uh-huh, he was eager uh-huh, to go back quicker uh-huh. than I was. Right. And so, wonder um, why that is. I know. It seems like they're ready. <laughs> no, exactly. Because I'm taking care of him. No, wow. God, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but he's, yeah. He's providing for him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, mm. I remember it was a Friday, and I remember waking up that Saturday morning, and my husband was like, "This would be great. This yeah. would be great." So we started. I, I go. I just felt uncomfortable. Mm. We started listening the prayers of our closest friends mm-hmm. and family mm-hmm. because we need to make a quick decision. Yeah. And so Saturday morning I woke up and I go, I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. I can't mm-hmm. do this. Because at, at that time, how old was John Claire? She was just 11 and a half months yeah. old. You know, she's yeah. still young. She's yeah. still on a bottle. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, wow. and, and I was still wrestling through working. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that in your podcast. So yeah. I was just going, I just don't know. And so anyway, um, uh, Sunday morning, we went to church. I'll never forget this. And we just went and we prayed. We said, Lord, if you would just show us quickly, like what we are supposed to do. And I remember driving home from church and my husband looked at me and said, we're going to do this, aren't we? And I said, we are. Mm. Like he just gave it to us. So interestingly enough, wow. we had to call that Monday and that Friday when I talked to the lady, she said, mm. can you give me a name for him? He doesn't have a name. And I said, oh, 
I can't give a name because we, we know. Even. Well, we do know. We knew he, we would name him after Jay, which is mm-hmm. Henry Joseph Nafee, and we the third. Okay. But we call him Joseph. Okay. And I said, I can't do that. I, like, there's mm-hmm. a relationship. Right, because the then we don't know. Well, you haven't committed to it right. at this point. Exactly. Wow. So on Monday, mm-hmm. I called and I said, we're in. We're going to do it. Yeah. Oh, and by the way. Uh-huh. We we have his name. Okay. He's gonna be Henry Joseph Nafee the third, but mm-hmm. we're gonna call him Joseph. And she said, oh. and I said, what? She said, we've already named him, and his name is Joseph. <gasps> they had named him after his attending physician mm. because he had to go back into the hospital, mm. and they named him back again. They had he had to have a name to go back in the hospital. <gasps> so isn't that amazing? That... Like, God didn't have to do that, mm. but He did. Sweet. Just to affirm, mm. just keep going because we needed the affirmation because um, only a few weeks later was September 11th. <gasps> and here we were traveling to the Middle East oh to pick up goodness. a baby. But the Lord paved the way. Mm. We brought him back in two and a half months, just like John Clare. So wow. the Lord was so good. He's so gracious yeah. to you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when you did get them, so they're both home with uh-huh. you. How is that day in and day out? <laughs> Were you thinking, what are we doing? Yes, exactly. Two under two. Or yes. real, I mean, really, yes. two under one. one. Yes. Oh, well, let me you? just tell you, I was, there were days I was mm. thinking, what in the world have I done? And there's still days <laughs> where we're going to ask, what in the world have I done? But you know what? <laughs> and the they're Lord, 17 and 18. Yeah, they're 17 and 18. Exactly. You know, wow. but here's the thing is that we realize it's not what we have done. It's what the Lord has done mm. and we can trust it. Mm. Like, Lord, remind me that you gave, like, I have this path of realizing, like, even last night I was talking to my daughter saying, you know, because we want them to know it wasn't when she was little, she came back one day and she said, Mom, she goes, um, I was having this discussion. Somebody said, oh, you're adopted. You were chosen by your parents. And she said, did you choose me? And I said, babe, I go, if I had the opportunity to choose you, I would have. But the bigger picture is God chose you for us. Mm-hmm. Like it was his hand that picked you for us. Right. And he could have decided to put you in my tummy, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And mm-hmm. there was a purpose and a reason for that. Mm-hmm. So I want them to see, and just like as a reminder of me, not anything that we have done, mm-hmm. but what God has done for us. It's his sovereignty right. that moves us through. So even in those moments when I'm like, oh, yes. how am I going to get through this moment and this right. season and everything? So say, Lord, it's all about you. You'll give you'll give us everything that we need yeah. to get through this. And it may be really ugly and messy at times. That's why I mm-hmm. think in, in the chronological Bible, one of the byproducts is we can we can be messy and ugly in front of one another. And that takes a little while. Mm-hmm, sure. But when we when we do this cardboard testimony, mm-hmm. you know, we go, okay, this is who we were, and this mm-hmm. is who I am now in Christ. But I, we have this tendency to go back to old self. Yeah. So we can remind each other. I say, when you see my perfectionism ways, that pride mm-hmm. coming up, be gentle with me, but mm-hmm. remind me I'm going back to old self, you know. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of keep each other accountable yeah. there. And it's know? something we all deal with. And, Absolutely. And we're going to deal with. Absolutely. We're messy people. Right, but we, right. Life we have is a, messy. We have a great God that mm-hmm. just is a God of order. So, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so take me through how, how y'all have raised um your kids and uh uh you have you know gotten through the elementary years uh-huh. the toddling stage yeah. <laughs> the elementary middle school and now you're in high school yeah how how is it different from when you uh <laughs> when they were toddlers yeah you know uh, my my daughter she always likes to go back to you know when she was a baby because she loves babies she's such a mom she has such mm. a mommy heart and she asks these questions sometimes. She'll say, Mom, what was your favorite stage? And, boy, I thought, and I said, you know what? Every stage had something that I wanted to bottle up and take with me for the yeah. rest of my life. And those are the memories that I have. Mm. But every stage has something I'd really like to kick to the curb. <laughs> yes. I'm like, let's move on. Yes. Because we have this tendency, especially as a young mom, I wrestled mm-hmm. with this. Like, if I didn't think every moment was great and perfect, uh-huh. I'm not a good mom. 
Mm. And that is such a lie. That is such a lie from the enemy. It, it is. It is. Mm. You know what? It is teaching you how to rely upon the Lord mm. and teaching you that everything is redeemable. And because we, we have this tendency to be so hard on ourselves. I mm-hmm. always was, and yeah. I still have that tendency to do that. Yeah. But God can redeem anything and everything. Mm. Um, and so even, I mean, if I had my kids here, they'd tell you, I am I am an impatient mom someday. As you know, I just am. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, yeah. I don't want to be, right. but I do it. Paul says that. You know, I, I do yeah. the things that I don't, don't want to do. do. Yeah, and then the things I should be doing, I'm not, you yes. know. So it's a, a real tr- struggle for all of us to do mm. those things. But um, so so going through the years, like what we have to realize is there's going to be a mix of really good things and really hard, messy, ugly things. Mm-hmm. But even some of the things that were hard and messy, like I like to go back to them to say, look at what the Lord did with my mess. Mm-hmm. He redeemed it and he taught me and he, he, he even taught my children in it. So now what we're dealing with that's hard or all the things of saying, like letting go to say, um, I always say to my kids, I'm a hundred percent sure we've taught you right from wrong. <laughs> mm. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. And in fact, the Lord has even pricked my heart recently. And when, and we're starting to do this is just to walk my Jean Claire in her senior year through the Bible, just mm. like I do for these women, you mm. know, and, um, or with these women, I don't do it for them. Yeah, I do yeah, it with, yeah. them. with them. Um, but to walk them, her through that, so that when she leaves the home next year, yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure that I feel like I've equipped her mm. and that she has all that she needs for making good decisions. And it's their choice, just mm. like it's our choice. And you know what? The fact of the matter is I made some really bad choices in my freedom and they will too, mm-hmm. but there's redemption and we yeah. just pray for them right. to learn in the redemption of yeah. that and to learn who the God of redemption is. Mm. That's just my, my prayer that the yeah. Lord would just, I have one more pinky grip on her and she's like, Oh, I can't wait until <laughs> next year. I'm like, I know, I know, <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. okay for us to, yeah. to have that conversation because it's normal. Mm. And we are so busy building these facades of mm. how good of a mom we are mm-hmm. and that we forget actually the beauty is in the mess sometimes mm. the beauty is in the redemption that God has for us in the mess and so um I'm learning to let go uh, I remember a man in my Sunday school class many years ago when I was had a young children I tucked it away in my treasure chest of things that I'd have to pull out one day he said from zero to 16 you're really in their lives big at 16, they're turning the corner to walk out the door and they're still in your house. Give them some rain. Hmm. Give them some rain to make mistakes because they're going to. Mm-hmm. So that by the time they walk out the door, they have seen the mistakes and they've seen the redemption through you. And I, I'm still mm-hmm. learning how to, how oh, to give that grace that to them yeah. and to, to, to mimic mm. and, and to example redemption to them. I'm still mm. one that goes, what? And then I'm like, okay, yes. wait, wait, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, right. Rain it in, Catherine. Yeah. yeah. So it's very important mm. for us to give them the rain and it's scary. Oh, I can only imagine. It's scary. I have a five-year-old and I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but my, my mom, used to always um, remind me at, that her their best parenting was on their knees. Mm. That's, a, that's a good picture so, for me. It's a good word for me. Yeah. And that there is great power in being on our knees, which is why I love prayer is I see the power in it and I see um, God's goodness in working through prayer and that we never give up. Yeah. Know? As long as I have breath, I will never give up praying mm. for my children. You mm. know, so. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, I love that you had the Facebook post the other day when you, um, when she turned 18. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the fact that you didn't, um, you know, didn't say anything. And I, I think it's okay if people say yeah. this was our gotcha day or yeah. whenever. I think that's right. beautiful. Um, but, from reading your post, I would not have known that yeah. she was adopted. Yeah. Um, it was just how that is not yeah. in your vocabulary anymore. No. I mean, of course, yes. you've been talking with her about her adoption story yes. through, I mean, since she was tiny. Yes. Um, and your son as well. But yes. I love that that didn't have to come through. It yeah. It was just like, I love you because you're my child. Yeah. It's not, you know, I love you and, and back to your adoption and all that. I just I just love well, that. Well, you know, it's, it's, fun. it's fun that you say that because... 
Um, I say sometimes that the only time that God ever reminds me of their adoption is when he wants me to see his hand in things in their lives. Mm. So they are my children right. day in and day out. And in fact, I, I remember having a conversation with someone about left-handedness versus right-handedness because my mm. son is left-handed, my daughter is right-handed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, in our family, we have this many left-handed. And I, I went down the road not even remembering that they were, I go, I have two sisters who have left hand, uh, who are left-handed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. Wait, wait. <laughs> you know? like, didn't even realize. I didn't realize because it, mm. it really didn't matter. It right. really didn't matter. But when I'm struggling sometimes and I go, Lord, mm. I just don't know that I'm equipped. It's like I feel his little hands on my cheek saying, honey, I chose them to be in this house. You are fully equipped. Mm. You know, remember that. Remember how mm. to. And the bigger picture of how we, we share sonship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Like what in the world? Because we are not deserving. Mm. And yet you would adopt me as, mm. a, as a son or daughter of yeah. God? Mm. Like, how unworthy, but mm. you don't see it that way. Right. Like, that is the bigger picture yeah. of the, the, the beauty of that, is he sees me through his son's righteousness. Mm. Beauty, you know? Mm. It kind of stills your heart a little bit. It sure does. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what a story. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. all of that. I want to ask you a couple more questions yeah. at the end. We're both in tears. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, yeah. But, okay, so it's my eat, read, love segment. I love that. Okay, <laughs> so eat. What is your favorite snack? What are you reading? And what are you loving? Okay. Well, I have to think about this because I like to eat so many things. <laughs> oh, my too. God, just get one. Oh, no, but I kind, you know what I kind of came down to? What? This is so much fun. And it actually kind of goes with my whole kids, you know, background in the okay. Lebanese, you know, them being from Lebanon. And yeah. my husband is of Lebanese descent. And, awesome. uh, and his family still has that culture of yes. hospitality that you see the Middle Easterns had yeah. in the Bible times. You yeah. Know? But um, I love hummus. Hummus yes. is one of my favorites, and um, a lot of the Lebanese women in our Lebanese community, they make it from scratch, and there's no <gasps> better hummus around. Really. And I've got recipes that I really should be using to make, but wow. I buy it at oh, Costco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, know. that yeah. And, um, and this uh, those multi-grain crackers, so yes. that's what I skip with. But okay. my, my, my son, he's a huge hummus lover, yeah. and um, he, I mean, I have to, I buy them by the tubs, yeah. but I've only put one at a time because everybody's, you yeah, know. it'll be gone, crazy. right? You're yeah. like, let me that's save my this favorite. one. Okay, yeah. that is neat, though, uh-huh. that it goes with your uh-huh. culture, the yeah. culture of your family. Yeah. That's wonderful. I love that. Okay, what are you reading? Reading. Okay, so I like um, a lot of... Um, well, I'm always in God's Word, so I never, yeah. one of the things that I have to remind myself of is never to read something th- that takes the place of yes. me being in God's Word yes. daily for my own intimacy with God. Sure. So, because um, I, I could, I could very slip down, um, I could easily slip down that road, but yeah. um Right now, I love reading about prophecy, mm. and just because it shows, like, God spoke, and it came to be. God spoke, and it came to be His mm. promise keeper, you know, and that He he gives us instruction for the future, and it's for our good, and He, he said He's going to do what He says He's going to do. So I'm reading this book by David Jeremiah, which mm-hmm. he does a lot of prophecy, yeah. very biblically sound, but it's really about Daniel, and it's oh. about the book of Daniel, and kind of... Um, really looks at um, the times to come in the end. And I mm. love that because um, it gives me a very um, healthy sense of urgency mm. for God's Word to be in the hands of people. Because I believe that if I can get people's eyes to be on God's Word, and not I can get them, mm. but the, if the, if I can just be the, the hands you know, that hand them Mm -hmm. God's Word and to be Mm -hmm. able to walk them through it Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity the Holy Spirit would allow me to, there's going to be change in their lives. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% sure about Mm -hmm. that because it is an agent of change. And so I I don't even have to do the work. I just have to, and when I say not do the work, I have to commit myself to being there. I have to commit myself to reading. But really and truly in the moments, Mm It's all about the Spirit moving yes. in us. And yeah. so I just love that He just kind of takes over and does the work. Mm. And so um, anyway, so to so answer your reading. question a long way, it's yeah. a, a David Jeremiah book on okay. the Daniel prophecies. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that author. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are you loving? Anything that is something, yeah. you know, whatever you know, you're loving. Um, 
One of the things that I love is recently, and, and actually God kind of brought beauty out of ashes on this. I've always been a runner mm-hmm. and have always loved to run and be outdoors. I've always been um, full of energy and yeah. the outdoors was a great place for me to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I always loved to run. It was sort of my time to just unwind my mind and everything. Yeah. And so a few years ago, I had plantar fasciitis. <gasps> and for two years, I battled it. So my I could not. It. It's awful. It's painful. We'll have to talk after okay. this. Okay. Yeah. So, he mm. thankfully I'm in a good place but what yeah. I realized is I won't be able to run anymore so for 30 some odd years I uh, ran and all of a sudden I've got to change to walking which was a huge transition uh, but I love it I oh love walking good. because I love walking with my husbands in the yeah. evening because it's our time together yes. uninterrupted uh-huh. it's I, I use it like even when friends call and go hey can we go to lunch I'm like I'll walk with you mm-hmm. because it's it, it gives me exercise we're outdoors yes. and it's actually a place where like we're we're both ahead like this mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's a place of great ministry for whoever I'm with for mm-hmm. both of us you yes. know it's like we're just it's almost like we're unwinding our thoughts to yeah. one another and encouraging yeah. one another yeah. so I have loved walking That's I just good. and I'm thankful because I never really in the beginning I was like I'm not gonna enjoy walking uh-huh, it's too uh-huh. slow right you know? if you're used to running but yeah. that is it's been neat. so wonderful I've loved That's it awesome. so walking we, yeah great yeah I did that last year with a neighbor and we would pray for they were teachers in our school class and Uh now they've gone to teach the youth but Uh we would um pray for the prayer request in our class but it was awesome and but i cannot wait to get back to it i really am even though after you know so it is good yeah well thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for having me this has been fun amazing and god ordained because i know when i was sitting in that meeting um, I knew, um, I knew he needed, Isn't he amazing he needed to, to be on this podcast because it was so encouraging about community that you were talking about. Well, so I want to thank you for just it. answering the call to do this, po- these podcasts because what great, it's all about a story pointing back to him, right? And how he works yeah. in our lives. So thank yeah. you for doing this. And thank you for sharing your story with yeah. me today. Yeah. Thanks. Guys, I'm sitting here with about five or six of my notepad sheets ripped off of jotting down notes from the episode. Y'all, so much wisdom that Catherine gave us. And y'all, to think that she, 11 years ago, that she did not want to get up in front and teach. But y'all, so much wisdom. I know that God has gifted her in teaching, and I just gleaned so much from her conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I just appreciate it every week when you come back and listen to the stories that I get to share of my friends. And I really appreciate it so much. I'm going to put some things on the show notes, uh, that book we talked about, about taming your tongue. And also, I'm going to link to the chronological Bible. Y'all, she brought me a Bible. She brought me a chronological Bible. How sweet is that? Um, But I'm going to link up to that Bible that she brought me. So if you are interested in walking through the chronological Bible, and you can message me, and I can put you in contact with Catherine. So remember, you can find us on Facebook and also especially on Instagram. You can find us at the Friends of a Feather podcast. Don't forget, check out storyandsoulweekend.com for that awesome weekend that is coming up right outside of Memphis. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.